Bonjour, je m'appelle Joe. Jimmy, comment allez-vous? Oui, oui. That means yes, yes. That's all I know. I asked, how are you? Muy bien. Ah, Luke, comment allez-vous? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, come on, guys. All right, well, that's a bit of French for you to start off your day. Welcome to A Cup of Joe and Jimmy. I am Joe Nugent, joined by Jimmy Nugent. Jimmy, in English, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good. I'm sorry I don't know any French. That's okay. And Luke, how are you doing, my good friend? Well, I lipped out for par on number 18 to lose to Jimmy by one stroke. Today, yeah, that so was tough. Other than that, I'm doing well. We won't tell you what the total score was, just just that I won by a stroke. Yeah, we went low today. Um, yep, that that's it. We have a good show. Good show for you guys today. We um, have a exclusive interview with Fletcher McGee. Uh, we're talking March Madness with him and his career at Wofford and looking forward to the NBA draft. And we are also talking MLB as the opening day is coming up on Thursday. Um, we got What Brands My Biscuits with Luke. And I have a special little trivia game with Luke and Jimmy to close out the show. So get excited, sit back, relax, grab your cup of Joe and Jimmy. Okay, guys, before we get into our actual sports content, we begin with What Burns My Biscuits. Jimmy, is it okay if I don't introduce this segment today and we just go right into it? You have my permission. Thank you. Today, we have Luke Ebsmeyer with the What Burns My Biscuits segment. So, Luke, I ask you today, what burns your biscuits? Go. All right, I'm getting right into it. You know what burns my biscuits? What? I feel like I have to say that when we do this segment. Yeah, it, it's just a pattern. I hate going out to play a round of golf that I just paid for. Maybe it's just with, it's with you guys, uh, just us three going out to have some fun. And the old starter says, hey, we got a, we got another guy. He's, he's going to play with you guys. <laughs> yes. I Terrible like where feeling. this is going. It happened to us today. Turns out the guy was a nice guy. We had we had fun. Um, they usually are. Yeah, I sat in the car with him. He he smoked a couple cigs. Uh, eighteen. He smoked eighteen. <laughs> one one barrel. Yeah. Um. But I think a lot of the time it ends up being a guy that um you don't really want to play with. Yeah. I I just it's not enjoyable for for me to have another random guy come in and you know kind of crouch in on the time we're having together. Luke, is there anything that you can compare being you, you can compare this to? So you're talking about three people getting paired with one random golfer to play 18 holes. What in what else can this compare to? Yeah, so for people that have never played golf and 
had this experience, what, what would it be similar to? The best thing I can compare it to is going out to eat with your family at Outback. Wonderful you, establishment. You, you sit down at your table. You're getting ready for some of the bread they have, which is killer. And they say, you know what? We got we got someone in here by himself. He, he's going to sit down <laughs> with you guys and eat a nice meal with you. Yes, that's exactly what that's like. Yeah, and you know, it adds insult to injury. If they just added, if they just had them play with you, that's one thing. Like, it's, that's fine. It's not what we paid for, not what we were really looking for, to play with a random person we don't know. But then when they say, you know, how about uh, how about he saddles on up in your cart? And so now you have to sit next to this person the whole time that you don't know and drive to their ball, and you're pretty much forced to have a lot of conversation with them instead of just having your separate carts. That would have been perfect. That would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound a little harsh, but I'm not trying to get to know someone when I'm out playing golf. I'm trying to, you know, get better. We're trying to go low. Yeah. Yeah, trying to get after it. It's a game. I'm trying to compete, and it, it just doesn't help. Yeah, the best is when it's three of us on Christmas Eve and you get paired with that one guy who left his family for the day. His family's at Disney and he headed out to the course and it's like, buddy, go home. Your wife is not happy with you right now. Go to Disney. You're on vacation. What are you doing here? I always feel bad for our dad because we always put him with the random. Yes, we always he, make he him pays go for our round. Correct. It's, Correct. It's, it's very it's really not the right thing to do. I'll tell you what, Luke, you saying that my biscuits are burned. I think we can all say our biscuits have been burned. Thank you. Yeah, the the sentence uh, we have a we have an extra guy a fourth to meet up with you guys that that just rings in my ears when I have nightmares about it at night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well that is the what burns my biscuits segment. So we will get into sports content now. But first, a word from our sponsors, Outback Steakhouse. Mmm, I want to rub that pumpernickel bread all over my body. Outback. Take me out to the ball game. Baseball is back. That's right. The MLB season kicks off on Thursday, making it, I believe, the earliest ever start for a major league season in history. Usually it's looking at April 1st, but no, March 28th this year. Exciting stuff. Um, Is that an April Fool's joke? No. I don't think you're allowed to make April Fool's jokes before April 1st. I could be wrong. Luke, maybe fact check that for me. Yeah. But let's um, <laughs> type that one in. Let's get after it. Let's just talk. Guys, it's so early. It's so early that the season hasn't even started yet. But let's just talk stories. What are some stories, some headlines that you guys have in mind heading into this season that you'd love our listeners to know about? Mine is to look out for the Red Sox. A young team last year, new talent emerged, uh, looked very promising, was kicked out of the playoffs by the eventual World Series champion, added J.D. Martinez in the offseason to add some hitting power. So, you know, I think they're a force to be reckoned with this year. Uh, Definitely be on the lookout for the Boston Red Sox. Shout out to you, Kyle Connell. Yeah, okay. I hate the Red Sox, but uh, Luke, do you have a, a headline for us that does not involve the um, the worst team in Major League Baseball? Yeah, we have uh, Madison Bumgarner. Um, just broke his hand recently. Tough blow for the Giants as they're coming off a uh, disappointing year, to say the least, last year. Um, they added some hitting. Andrew McCutcheon, Evan Longoria. Let's just see if they can hold on. Um, and stay in the race while Baumgartner is gone. He's going to be gone for about eight weeks um, or so. Okay, so that's not too bad. 
but definitely not the way you want to start a season. Right. They got Johnny. It's still going to be what almost eight starts. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. They got uh, Johnny Cueto and Justin Marge on the rotation, so we'll see how they do without Bumgarner. It's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, that's a shame for the Giants because they were looking for a turnaround season, and to lose your ace, that's not that's not how you start off a season. I think a lot of people also forget about his presence at the plate too. He's one of the better um, pitching hitters. Is that the term? <laughs> hitting yes. hitting pitchers. Hitting pitchers. Yeah. Pitching hitter. Now I guess it's the same thing. That is not the same thing. It would be no a pitching hitter. That's definitely the same thing. No, you're no, you're, you're up to bat as a hitter, and you're also a pitcher. You are a pitching. Listen hitter. to your sentence. A pitching hitter. That's not. A, that's not a sentence. It'd be. It'd be a hitter hitting pitcher. A hitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a hitting pitcher. Wrong, wrong. That is not wrong. Joe is right again. Luke, go ahead and tally that up. We have a chalkboard up here. Every time I'm right. Yeah. Regardless, Bumgarner absolutely mashes the ball. So yeah, great yeah. hitting pitcher. Great pitcher hitter. Um. Okay. Well. So Jimmy, you said the Red Sox, and I'm going to tell you a reason why the Red Sox at the end of the day really won't matter this season, and it's because of um the baby bombers over there in the Bronx. Are you familiar with them, Jim? Uh, we're talking New York Yankees baseball, and they are a force to be reckoned with this season. Young team last year, and some people would say overperformed and exceeded expectations. I'd say no. I'd say that was about what was expected of that team. But they completely overperformed. Yeah, for people that didn't realize the kind of talent that they actually had on the team. But it was really good to see a young Yankees team, something that Yankees fans have not seen in a long time. And then with this year, adding on Giancarlo Stanton to go along with Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez, it that is a heck of a lineup. And a lineup that's going to be so powerful and is going to score so many runs that the weak starting rotation for the Yankees won't really matter because the Yankees' bullpen is best in the league. So I really think the Yankees are going to get be hard to beat. If that's if the Yankee starter pitcher can go four or five innings, and the Yankees can score have four or five runs up at that point, it's going to be very hard for teams to beat them. And do not forget about Greg Bird, who ha- we haven't got to see a lot of him because he's been hurt. He's been battling some fresh Ch- Chewbacca. What? In the world are you doing in here? Your segment was last week. I'm trying to talk. Jimmy, get him out of here. Get Chuck. No, no. I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. Am I going to deal with that later? Wow. Okay. I don't even know where I was. Forget it. Joe, I was going to ask you a question. Um, Freaking Chewbacca. <laughs> were, you, were you disappointed to see Girardi go? Or are you excited for this new Aaron Boone era? Oh, man, am I excited. Joe Girardi, good guy, good guy, but just no passion, no energy, no connection with the players. Aaron Boone, he is, he's, he's going to be the real deal. Love him. This actually opens up a question that I haven't run by you guys that I've kind of thought about for a while when I think about the major leagues. To what extent is an MLB manager important? Like, I just feel like at that level, they're already so good. You have your, obviously your organization as a whole develops the players and that's extremely important, but the actual manager, how important is that guy to a team? I understand what you're saying. And I would, I would say in the regular season, 
maybe not as important because it has a lot to do with you have your rotation set. You're pretty much going through kind of the same things each week and you have your talent. But when it comes playoff time, nobody more important than the manager as far as making the right moves, when to pull a pitcher. Um, I agree. So I, I think the strategy in baseball when it comes playoff times is is the most important aspect of it. And the number one person in head in charge of strategy is the manager. And so I would say the manager is more important than anybody that time of year. Yeah. I don't think you see a ton of criticism for managers during their regular season. Kind of like you were saying, Joe, um, I don't watch a ton of baseball, but I do watch postseason baseball. And I noticed like the, the decisions they're making then and there in the postseason are so pressurized. Um, that there is room for criticism because, you know, the the moment is so big, um, the decision the decisions mean so much. So I think that's where you get into better managers and more experience making um, better decisions for their ball clubs. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and so as we continue, guys, to get into the baseball mood, we can smell it in the air. Spring training's over. It's time for the real thing. I want to ask you, Jimmy. Uh, do you have any embarrassing baseball memories from growing up that you'd love to uh, to share? Why are you just throwing this question on me right now? I'm I'll I will share my own when you finish. I I know Luke played a little bit of baseball growing up, but not as much as we have. So I was just that's why I was focusing on you. No, uh, nothing serious, man. Take it easy. Um, Chewbacca, get out of the room. Don't come back. Get out. Sorry, guys. I think you just need to be nicer, Chewy. I don't think he responds to negative uh, criticism. Oh, he's going to respond to some negative criticism tonight, if you know what I mean. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't know what that means. Um, okay, so most embarrassing uh, baseball story for me would definitely be it was my freshman year at TFA, our high school we went to, and it was in fall. The, the fall, first academy. The yeah, first the, academy. Sorry, the first academy in Orlando, Florida. It was the fall uh, season for the baseball team. We were playing against uh, a school called Dr. Phillips High School, which was where Joe and I would have went um, if we didn't go to private school for high school. And so all of our old friends were on this Dr. Phillips team. And so we're looking to play against them, hopefully play well, uh, yeah, against our old friends. And a pop-up was hit. And I was in left field, and I I never really grew up playing outfield. I was always infield, but because I wasn't good enough to be in the infield, they threw me in the outfield. Not saying that outfield is an easier position, because it's not. The ball was high, and it was soaring up in the air, gusting around. It looked like it was just circling up there forever. And I thought I was under it, and as I went to make the catch and close my glove it dropped 10 feet behind me. But the great part of it was that no, everyone on the, the other, worst part this is of the it. best part of it is that everyone on the other team, all of our old friends thought it was Joe that was in the outfield. Literally so, every, every single yeah. person thought it was me. It was humiliating. Even coach, even our own head coach thought it was me. And yeah. I was standing right next to him in the dugout. It was a, it was a very uh, good move by me. I really deflected all the, all the criticism. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, No, but, Jimmy, I, I will share my embarrassing moment, and um, Joe, yeah, why is your voice cracking still? Um, still dealing with the allergies. This allergy season has murked me up like none other. But 
that's for that's another story for another day. Right now, I will share that. What even would be that story? It's just a story of when my allergen diagnosed me with pollen allergies. It's quite beautiful, actually. Um, but gosh, where was I? You know what? Forget it. No, Jimmy, I'm not sharing my embarrassing story. No, you story. have you to th- share it. I don't want to anymore. Okay, I will. It was a cold, blustery night, and I was not expecting to get into the game. I had pitched a couple games ago, and according to our coach, that was enough. That was enough for me. So I was expecting to be riding the bench for the whole game, and one of the team moms made warm brownies, and we had hot cocoa in the dugout. I had about 10 brownies, <laughs> two large cups of hot cocoa, and I was feeling real good sitting there on the dugout. Had a bit of a stomach ache, but bundled up. Before I know it, coach is calling me to head into right field. I'm wobbling out there. I'm cramping up already because those brownies are just sitting in me. First pitch after I get out there is a shot to right field. You try moving that fast when you are in a brownie coma and it's cold and you can't feel your toes or fingers. Well, I wobbled over there. Pretty much closed my eyes and caught it backwards. I caught it, but man, it was embarrassing and everyone knew it. better than me. No, no, it wasn't because people, it was a routine line drive to catch and I made it look very difficult and people knew this kid's been eating too many brownies in the dugout. It was very embarrassing for me. As I was telling mine, I remembered my more embarrassing story of when I gave up back-to-back-to-back home runs. Triple, yeah, back-to-back-to-back. That was It was a record for uh, Little League All-Stars. Yeah. Guys, we got lots of embarrassing stories. We'll keep sharing them, but uh, just wanted to get you in the baseball mood as we head into opening day. So we got that coming up, um, and we'll be following the baseball season all year long. Yeah, so next uh, we're going to get into the next segment here, but before we get into that, a, uh, a word from our sponsors. Jimmy, can you go ahead and read this one out for us? Sure. Engagement pictures. Would you still love them if the ring wasn't that big? Engagement pictures. Wow, nice one, Jimmy. Um, Yeah, just so everyone knows, we don't make these up. These are just our sponsors. Give them to us to read off. We got to so, pay the bills somehow. So if you're angry at them, write it to them, not us. We're not coming up with this. Engagement pictures company sent us that to say. And we said it, but I can't say I disagree. Am I right, guys? Guys? Ah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, all right, all right. (laughs) Okay, so we're talking March Madness. Um, We will get into our interview with Fletcher McGee at the end here. But first, let's talk about – actually, first, let's go over our polls. Some of the polls had to do with March Madness. Some didn't. But, Luke, why don't you go ahead and give us a rundown of what our polls looked like last week? Yeah, so – a lot of people agree that Jimmy should get a little more controversial on his Burns by Biscuits, Burns by Biscuits segments. Yeah, definitely, wow. <laughs> definitely he does. I, I just haven't been looking to stir the pot. I just want It's to, time to stir that pot, Jimmy. Those things do get annoy me, but I, they annoy other people as well. Right now your biscuits are like, they're brown. They actually still taste a little good. I need these bad boys black. <laughs> yeah, um... This one was kind of disappointing. We asked how far are you willing to go watch your favorite athlete, and the majority of people said, "I'll just watch at home." Boom. Yeah, that just 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 humor us with your answer, please. Just have a little fun with it. Get a rash and go out there and watch your team. Yeah, 
We asked. We also asked the uh, pressing question of: Is a tennis ball yellow or is a tennis ball green? That's gonna get. And the majority answer was fifty-nine percent verde. I just, I can't see. I can never look at a tennis ball and see the color green. This conversation could get a whole nother podcast in itself, not just an episode, entire podcast, because I think it is one hundred percent yellow, and Joe wholeheartedly thinks it's green. And looks like I'm with the majority. It's a shame. It's a shame the majority's wrong. What else do we have, Luke? We posed the question, um, are you as sick and tired of Sister Jean as Joe is? What were our results there? 61% definitive, yes. Oh. Definitive, yes. Oh, okay. I told you. I told. I knew I wasn't the only one. Yeah, people are, people are getting tired people of it. People don't like it when things are plastered on their television that they're not asking for. Well, the problem was is that that was supposed to be just a shtick for one game, and Sh- then they kept winning. Right. And he- she's a sweet woman, a sweet old soul. I'll give her that. But at the end of the day, I'm tuning in to watch some basketball, not Sister Jean. So thank you guys for agreeing with me there. Sister Jean, I know you're listening out there. Nothing against you. I actually love you. But I don't want you on my television. Get a room. She's 98 years old, Jimmy. Shame on you. <laughs> is that is we'll, that pretty much it for we'll our polls? We'll fire out some more this morning. All right, yeah, we'll get some polls going. Um, okay, well, do we have an update on our bracket challenge now as we are into the final four? We have Villanova taking on Kansas, and we have... Loyola taking on Michigan. A couple of those top seeds in there, and then a surprise in Loyola, and a team in Michigan that some people had in, some people didn't, and a three seed. But, yeah, what's what's the bracket challenge looking like? I know my bracket is absolutely, what's what's the word the young kids are saying, busted? Is that what they say? <laughs> that That is a word that they like to say, yes. Oh, my bracket's busted. Yeah, man, I, 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 I know. Come up with a different word. Yeah, I feel like it's a common thing right after like the first round every year. It's, uh, who else's brackets are busted? Yeah, don't even ask me about my bracket, bro. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. No, I'm going to ask you. Everyone has Just wrong tell me ones. how it is. Do people still use paper shredders to shred their bracket? <laughs> who, who uses paper anymore? No, I just threw my computer through no, it. I think actually a lot of people do like printing out their brackets on paper and then writing it in handwritten. I think that's uh, a thing. Use the app. Yeah, I, I only use the app, but that's it's a thing. Or some people have the trees. I know people have a bracket tree. I've never once seen a bracket tree. No, I actually Fletcher McGee, who we uh, who we interviewed, his cousin. Yeah, they have a, their family has a bracket tree. That's correct. Name one other person. The the cousin's sister. Who's in the? Okay, whatever. Fine. This is fine. Chalk up another one. Joe is right. Put it on the chalkboard, Luke. So the winner of, or the the current leader of the bracket right now is Ryan DeMello with the winner, winner, chicken dinner bracket. Uh, unfortunately, though, his champion lost earlier today Ooh. as we were recording on a Sunday. Uh, he chose Duke to win. So it'll be interesting to see Yikes. because LaCuzma, uh, Dugras, Noels, who we still are yet to identify. Remember, guys, come out. Tell us who you are. We don't know. Because, yeah, because this person might win it. They still have Villanova as the champion, and if Villanova wins, I think that would catapult him to the top. I'm a little disappointed because I was number two going into that Duke game, and I just dropped to, number, to sixth. 
Yeah, interesting enough, we have we only have six people on our out of our twenty nine participants that have a national champion remaining. That's incredible. I'm not one of those six, unfortunately. If uh, Villanova wins, it completely changes the whole standings of this bracket. I have Villanova in my championship. Does that get me anywhere? Uh, maybe from twenty seventh to I'm in twenty second. Might might get you to top ten. Jimmy, how do you feel about about being tied with your girlfriend, Mackenzie McNeil? Ooh. You know, she she's a bright young girl and I'm Woman, um, Jimmy. Woman. Woman, yes. And I'm I'm proud I'm proud of her for being top ten. That's very good. All right. Well, next week we will have the the final results of actually no we won't. The tournament, the, the championship's on a Monday night, isn't it? Darn it. We will not have the final results, but we will continue to keep you updated. But let's get into the actual uh, the actual games right now. Not this fantasy world we live in with this bracket challenge, but there's people actually playing these games. Who, now that we have the final four set, who do you guys have winning it all? Do not tell me, Sister Jean. Kansas really impressed me uh, beating Duke. Duke was a hot team, was looking very good, was a veteran team. And Kansas beat them in overtime. So I'm going to go with Kansas just because I don't necessarily know as much about Villanova, but I've watched a few of Kansas's games this year and they've impressed me. Um, yeah, a blue blood school. It's always, they're always a solid team. So I'm going to go with their experience and the yeah, other talent. So Kansas. I'm going to go with Nova. I think their head coach, Jay Wright. It's going to get these guys ready for next weekend. They're going to play a tough Kansas team and potentially a tough Michigan team or Loyola Chicago. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Nova. Um, I'd like to see them play Loyola in the championship game. I think there's a very good shot they do play Loyola. The people of Loyola are comparing this to the uh, recent Chicago Cubs run at the World Series. So I think this is more impressive, to be honest. I... I might agree with that, actually. I'm going Loyola. You just said don't pick Sister Jean. I'm not picking Sister Jean. I'm picking Loyola. Sister Jean has nothing to do with them, in my opinion. Loyola's going to beat Michigan. That's a fact. And you put a team like Loyola who, yeah, they're an 11 seed, but they are so much better than 11 seed. They're a mid-major. They got that seed. Because that's just how the seeding works with mid-major conference championship conference champions. But this is a veteran team who plays really good basketball. And I like I, I think if if oh my goodness, I just hit the mic. Easy. We we are not we can't replace any of this equipment. But listen, you have a team like that who has just been on fire and whose whose offense uh, it's just it makes me feel some type of way when I watch it. Uh, and a team that plays so sound, you have a team like that make it all the way to the championship, and they, in their mind, they got they say one more, and they've already beaten teams. I think the other team will probably be saying one more as well. Not the same way. They're thinking, wow, we are the Cinderella story. We have come all this way. One more game to make history. Are you, are you just saying, Loyola, so it'll look Miami look it'll make Miami look better? Perhaps. That means that technically means we came in second. I, I think that is what it means. If yeah, yeah, 
Okay, then yeah, I'm on Well, it, no, what it means is if Miami had beaten Loyola, Miami wins the championship. Yeah. So yeah, second. Um, but <laughs> Loyola's made a Final Four before, haven't they? They've, they've won the national championship before, they've, actually. They've won the... Okay. I think back in 1968. See, I didn't even know it that. It was some, some in, something in the 60s. Okay, yeah. National champions, Loyola, Sister Jean, you didn't win the national championship. The players did. If you would have predicted Loyola back a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago when we were making our brackets, I would have asked you if you were feeling okay and under the weather if you were losing your mind. But, I mean... Well, I wanted to pick Loyola over Miami. Obvious, obviously, because there's two games left, it's not far-fetched, but they look so good. They're so good. It's Yeah, they're a great team. Isn't it fun when everyone gets a chance to win a championship? Yeah. Oh, conversation for another day. Well, but this is champion. But this is coming from UCF. a UCF player himself who was part of that team. So Luke Luke might have like some feelings about this. Oh, I know. I'm hurt. I mean, I'm I'm happy for Loyola, but I wish college football and the committee would take take some notes from March Madness. Well, and the thing too is I don't know why like for in my opinion, the national champion isn't necessarily the best team that year. But they they did what it takes to win the national championship. I mean, if we're going to look at who's the best team each year, just look at the rosters and put Kansas and Kentucky or North Carolina, whatever, put the those two teams in the championship and then say, oh, who has a better roster? They do, they win. Like, I don't think it's usually the team that wins the national championship is one of the top teams in the league, but I, I don't know where we've come up with the idea that it has to be the best team that wins the national championship. And the college basketball, the way it's set up, it sets up for maybe it's not the best team. It's a team that gets hot at the right time, the team that makes the big plays to win it. Yeah, I mean, very good point. I think, unfortunately, conversation for another day. We, we could talk a while about this one. Yeah, all I can say is all you can do is win the games in front of you on your schedule. Yeah, well said. Well, we'll leave it at that. And we will move on to our closing segment. No, we're not moving on. Jimmy says we're, we're we were interviewing Fletcher. We are. We still have to interview Fletcher. That is correct. I was about to skip that interview. All right. Um, yeah. So guys, next up, we have an interview with Fletcher McGee, um, who was I'm going to put him down as legend, a legend for Wofford. He's going to go down in the history books there, and he has just declared for the NBA draft but still has an option to return to Wofford his senior year. So he was the he made the most three-point field goals in NCAA basketball last year. He was a top 15 scorer and won the uh, SoCon Player of the Year. So big name, great guy, and uh, we're going to go ahead and ask him some questions coming up. All right, uh, so Fletcher, you guys had an exciting year this year. Um, what were some of the ups and downs that you and your team experienced? Um, well, first, um, beating Georgia Tech at home was definitely a high. Um, that game was that game was crazy. We were down, uh, I think, like eight or something, with like three minutes left, and came back and ended up beating them. Um, so that was that was a great that was a great first uh, up and then um, being North Carolina was definitely the highlight of the year. Um, you know, playing in Chapel Hill and coming out of there with a win, the feeling was just unbelievable. Um, 
And then we kind of went through some low patches a little bit. Um, we lost a two-game road trip at the Citadel, um, who was a game we felt like we should have won. And then we lost the next day at uh, Mercer, which is another game we thought we should win. Um, so we had we had a couple losses in, in conference that were that were tough, but um, overall, I mean, it was it was up and down a little bit, but overall, there was there was a lot of highs, and it was it was a really exciting year. Definitely, yeah. And didn't you have a gigantic shot in that North Carolina game? Oh, the Georgia Tech game too. George, yeah. Um, the Georgia Tech game, I hit a three with one second left, one point nine seconds left, I think, um, to give us a lead. Um, and that, yeah, that was that's that pretty was big. Crazy. It was a, great yeah it was a great feeling um and then North Carolina was really a lot of my teammates um I think we were up we had been up pretty much the whole set most of the second half of the whole second half and then we were up they cut it to two and then my roommate um Trevor he made two free throws to put us up four um with like seven eight seconds and I think that kind of sealed the deal so that was that was another really big one yeah that North Carolina game was exciting you guys uh you made the number five team look like they were uh, very inferior to you guys. That was a fun one to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I, they were. So our next question for you is: uh, so you just declared for the NBA draft this week. Um, so uh, what was that decision like declaring? Um, yeah, it was it was kind of surreal, just you know thinking about it. Um, but uh, it was so after the season. I talked to my coach. We had like player meetings, and he just said, "Look, I think it'll be in your best interest um, to declare for the draft um, to, and to not hire an agent, obviously." Um, and then I think he had talked to my dad and uncle and uh, my high school coach, and um, so I just talked to my dad a little bit about it. And there's really no um, there's really no downside with it because with how it is, is you can declare and then. NBA teams are interested in you. What they do is they'll um, ask you to work out um, with them. So they'll kind of evaluate you. Um, they'll have you come in. Some teams will have you come in with other players and you'll play one-on-one, three-on-three and stuff. Um, so, you know, I mean, you get you can get better throughout the process, just playing against a lot of good players and, you know, ha- having the chance to have a lot of those teams and scouts watch you. Um, and then obviously if, if it all goes really well and, maybe better than I expect and I could, um, end up, you know, staying in the draft, but, um, you know, that's a, a lot of that's just, um, kind of up in the air and we'll see how, how it all goes. But, uh, I feel like there was no negative to doing it. So that was, that was why I did it. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that's interesting getting your insight on that. Cause I know a lot of people don't know how the whole NBA draft process works. Uh, for mm-hmm. our listeners that aren't really familiar with hiring an agent and stuff, uh, could you yeah. like go into further of why you didn't hire an agent and what that kind of means? Uh, yeah. So um, technically, anybody can declare for the draft, um, but hiring an agent, you, if you yeah. wanted to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not sure your workouts would go. go no, slow, they they would go awful. Anybody, but <laughs> um, so like, what you do is if if you know that you want to that next year you're done with school, if you know you don't want to come back to school and you know that you know, you're going to go to the NBA or you'd rather, you know, play in the G League or the NBA Development League or play overseas. Um, what you can do is just say, I'm going to the NBA draft and I'm hiring an agent, which means you cannot come back to college. Your college eligibility is over. Um, but if you don't hire an agent, you can still declare for the draft, um, see how, you know, people evaluate you, um, see where they think that you're at. You know, if they say you're not ready yet, you can return to school and you'll be eligible. 
and if eligible to play uh, college next year. And then um, you can still end up hiring an agent later down on the road if you think that um, you want to stay in the draft. So it's um, it gives you both options to come back to school or go to the NBA. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, that helps a lot. Um, Fletcher, we're back to Joe here speaking. Uh, if so, what specifically in your game are you working on right now to prepare for some of the NBA workouts that are ahead? Um, I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to play a lot of one-on-one, um, to work on my defense, uh, one-on-one defense and then, um, my like creativity, uh, with moves off the dribble. Um, so um, I do like some dribbling drills and, um, try to implement more, um, shiftiness and kind of deception into, into my game as far as driving and pulling up. Um, so I'm trying to get better off the bounce. And then um, I'm trying to, I mean, obviously I still have to keep shooting my shots to make, to make sure um, that my shot stays sharp. Um, but I'm trying to also just play a lot of one-on-one, trying to play as much as I can just to uh, try to guard, work on guarding. And um, cause I know that I'll be guarding a bunch of really good players in these workout so i'm trying to prepare uh for it as best as i can that way gotcha yeah if you ever need a one-on-one partner i'm your guy um <laughs> all right i'm sure he'll be just as quick and tall as those guys yeah. <laughs> oh, man shots fired on the height okay well luke, <laughs> luke's got a question for you here what's up flash what's up, luke? um if the nba doesn't work out this year um is something like going out going overseas to play um an option for you or what you would you think going back to Wofford would be more beneficial um, yeah, so this year I would definitely, if I, if I knew that I was going to get drafted, um, I would go back to Wofford, um, just for, for my senior year. Um, we have a, pretty much everyone on our team coming back next year. Um, uh, all five of our starters to finish the year are coming back. Um, so I feel like, you know, I've always wanted to go to the NCAA tournament. I feel like next year would be our year. Um, so that's, you know, it's a really good option to go back. Um, but you know, the, the thing is, it's kind of, it's kind of not sketchy, just kind of unclear. Um, you know, you'll, I'm sure there'll be teams that are, that are saying, Hey, we might take you with our second round pick, you know, um, but we don't really know, or like, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're telling people that they might take them and they end up don't getting drafted. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I'd want to put myself in that situation a year early. Um, but I mean, you know, next year after my senior year, if, if that happened to me, I, you know, that would be something that I'd be prepared for. But if it happened this year, I feel like um, going back to college would be a better option. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so Fletcher, we know that growing up, you were a multi-sport athlete playing uh-huh. baseball, basketball, golf, football how difficult was it for you to give up those other sports and focus on just basketball? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't really as difficult, um, as you would think, um, just because I loved basketball so much. Um, I I really enjoyed playing the other sports. Um, and they were, they were fun. Um, but sometimes they could be, I kind of looked at them as more of, um, just, doing it because I was good at it and not because I really, my heart was fully in it. Um, so I knew that basketball was my passion, like from ninth grade on, I think that was right. Actually at the end of eighth grade, um, after that baseball season, I ended up quitting baseball. And I think after sophomore year, 
after that team with Luke, uh, I ended up not playing football um, just because I, I knew that I wanted to play basketball um, in college and farther. And, you know, the only way for me to do that was um, to reach my full potential was to spend all of my time doing it and working on it. Um, so just it kind of made the decision easy just because how could I ever know how good I was going to be if, if I was, you know, playing, running around in shoulder pads, you know, half the year. So um, that's kind of what – that was kind of the deciding factor. Fletch, I just wanted to say your, uh, your play at free safety during my time uh, playing, <laughs> playing football is much appreciated. No, that was that was a fun team that that last year. We we had some players. That was awesome. Now Fletcher, I think I uh, I think I know why you maybe quit baseball, and I don't think it has much to do with the fact that you wanted to focus on basketball, but I think it had a little bit more to do with me. Um, <laughs> why is that? I believe I was on the roster with you with uh, our coach Kenneth Pledger, and. Oh yeah. Yes, Coach Fletcher. I, I think that you might have noticed, man, this guy Joe, he's gonna be something special. <laughs> and I don't think I'm gonna be able to get a spot on this roster. I might as well just go try something like basketball. Yeah, that was that was actually I had a conversation I, with my dad about that right before right before I <laughs> That's yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always all about me. Um okay, so that's kind of it that we have for the specific questions here. We're going to finish up a little rapid fire that Luke's got okay. for you. Are you ready? All right. We tried this out with Ben. Let's see if he can do a little better. He didn't do, All right. he didn't do so hot. All ben right. didn't? No. <laughs> All right. All right. Celebrity crush. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. What NBA player do you model your game after? JJ Redick, easy one. Oh, Jimmy called that. Jimmy said it was going to be that because he takes <laughs> shots really? like him. Love, oh, yeah. love or hate Sister Jean? Love Sister Jean. Ah, oh, come on, you hate her? Well, hate's a strong. Yeah, we don't hate Sister Jean. We, we hate. Love, we hate the coverage. <laughs> you wish that I was going to say. It. All right, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand Joe and Jimmy's hate of a 98 year old, but okay. <laughs> I think she's lying about her age too. I think she's like 70. She could be an animatronic. <laughs> she's not 70. 75. <laughs> Moving on. Choice choice right. of weapon in the Hunger Games. Um, I don't know. All right, you're probably going to die then. You're dead. You, you got to huh? pick a weapon. Dude, I don't even know the weapons in those games. Just pick any weapon that you think could kill a lot of people in a short amount of time. <laughs> um, I'll take a, a bomb. Good. <laughs> One bomb. <laughs> wow. Throw it wisely. This next question has been uh, highly debated in recent uh, weeks here. Um, tennis balls green or yellow? What do you say? Are tennis balls green or are they yellow? Uh, I'm going yellow. Yes. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> Joe believes that tennis balls are green. Really? I mean, yes. They, I mean, fresh out of the box, fresh out of the can, they're definitely yellow. I think they develop into green, maybe. That's actually a good point. It depends, it depends on the stage of the ball, actually. Oh, that's they're actually, so yellow. Yeah, that's Joe. true. They're not yellow. They're If anything, they are a neon green. They're a brand new, couldn't be more yellow, Joe. Couldn't be we more. We asked our Amazon Echo what color they were, and Alexa said yellow. 
I hate it. So that's truth. (laughs) All right. Um, And then finally, who do you have winning it all in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I'm going to go with Villanova now. Um, Since it's the Final Four, I I just feel like, you know, they have so many people that can score and um, they kind of corral you really well and guard as a team. So I'm going to go with them. Uh, even though you don't want to, you want to count out Sister Jean and and Loyola over there. They they could uh, make something happen if they yeah. get in the championship. Nope, we're counting her out. The Wildcats <laughs> will murder Sister Jean. Um, <laughs> good Lord, Joe, yeah, that's dark. I know. All right, Fletcher. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, and best of luck to you as you've got uh, some big moments coming up, and just whatever decision you make, we know it's going to be a good one. But thanks for coming on the show. All right, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Fletch. Thanks, Fletch. All right, I'll see you. All right, guys. We have our closing little trivia segment coming up, but first, a word from our sponsors. Luke, can you go ahead and read this one out? People who Snapchat entire concerts. Wow, man, that audio is great, and I wish I was there. Said no one ever. Boom, roasted. Man. Uh, guys, I'm sorry. I it's, feel like we're being aggressive. Well, it's not us, Jimmy. The companies send us the advertisements. That's true. And we read them out. That's all there is to it. Um, okay. Very well, weird companies we get to sponsor. Very us. odd. Yeah, they're not very not specific. Um, so, guys, we uh, we don't have much time here, but we are going to close with a, a mini trip. We've we've been having guests on for trivia segments. Uh, well, now it's my turn to quiz you guys. And I just have a few questions for you. Um, and so the first question, just to get your brain going, is, you know, Jimmy, I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to ask you this one. When, when did Pablo Picasso die? How, how would I ever be able to know that? Jimmy, just please give a guess. Luke, no input, pa- please. Pablo Picasso died in... Give it fifteen hundred fifty. Jimmy Pablo Picasso died in nineteen seventy three. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, he ain't your uh, your old fifteen hundred artist there. Now I see what. Where, now where you know what they go through. Going. Well, no, the rest of them aren't quite like that. Oh, you just wanted to nail me on the first one. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I mean, I. Trust me, when I found that out, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I thought Picasso was this ancient dude. That is very interesting. Right? Yeah. Um, terrible artist, by the way. I have no idea how he got famous. Like that abstract stuff. But anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Luke, next question for you. Ringo Starr of the Beatles, dead or alive? I'll humor you and say alive. He is alive. Very good. Very good. Jimmy. Jimmy Carter, dead or alive? Jimmy Carter is alive. Nice. Nailed it. Thank you. Luke, Dick Van Dyke, dead or alive? Dick Van who? Dick Van Dyke. You know the Dick Van Dyke show? No, I don't. No, Jimmy, Dick Van Dyke, dead or alive? Dead. Dick Van Dyke is alive and well. <laughs> okay. So Man, it. come on now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um. All right. Jimmy, back to you. Ronald Reagan, dead or dead or alive? Unfortunately, dead. Okay, good. Just that—that that was another one that was out there. Um, 
Uh, oh man, I've got another one, Luke, for you. Let's go John Lennon, dead or alive. Dead. Good, dead. But you shrugged. You weren't sure. Yeah. I think that was a guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. I want one more one more for Jimmy. Uh, a whole thing about who's dead or alive. Is it dead or Because I was thinking, I realized that there are, there's like people, I'm like, I are they dead or are they alive? Like, I have no clue. And so that's kind of where this came from. But now, but now I can't think of any of the, I had a list and I cannot think of that. I'm trying to come up at the top of my head. I have nothing. Do you have the list written down? No. Okay. Well, that was a bad list. Well, I wrote the list in my brain. Can we ask you some? Yeah. Ask me some. William Taft, dead or alive? Dead? <laughs> yes. I, I think so. Yes, dead. Joe, when was Pearl Harbor? 1942. No. 1941. Yes. Yeah. Was the December 7th. Day? December 7th, 1941. Never forget. No. We're not getting into that. Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Oh, Betsy Ross? Francis Scott Key. Betsy, oh, Betsy, Betsy Ross, Ross did the flag. Yeah. She made the flag. Son of a gun. No, this was my segment. This was my segment. No. See to how make that turns you... on you? No. Yeah. yeah. It feel good. This was my segment to make you guys look like fools. No, we're Jimmy thought you Picasso now. died in 1542. The man died in 1973. We're interviewing you now. But I, is there anyone that you guys have in mind that you're really not sure is dead or alive? Like, this is something I think about. Richard Petty. That's a good one. Shoot. I think no, Richard dead. Petty. No. No. Oh, he just died. Richard Petty died recently. No, he didn't. He's alive. I, I have no clue. Shoot. No, he's alive. Richard Petty's alive. Richard Petty is not alive. I think he's alive. I'm looking it up. Sorry. No, he did die. He just died. He just died. You're going back and yeah. forth. I think we just. I'm need saying to wait he just recently died last year. He's alive, 80 years old. No, oh, 80 years old. He's fine. Oh, uh, I'm embarrassed. Man, who fought in the French and Indian War? It was France and Spain. Mm. France and Britain. You were just. You did not want to say Indians. So I didn't want to Spain. say Indians. I knew it wasn't Indians. Yeah, or else it wouldn't be a question. Right. But it was France and Spain. No. France and Britain. What does the D in D-Day stand for? Uh, Luke's staying silent on this one. I'm not. You're just waiting for me to embarrass myself, so you won't? I have two in my mind. Should I say both? Go ahead. First one is death. Second one, demolition. Just say if he's right or wrong. Wrong. Unfortunately, both are wrong. Okay. What about uh, Declaration Day? Declaration Day, no. Uh, the most common answer actually is Doomsday, but that's also wrong. It stood for nothing. It was simply a placeholder at the time. Trick question. This, that's not what this is about. History. This one's for both of you. Yeah, man. Who was on the $50 bill? <laughs> they're, they're locked up. They have no clue. Ulysses S. Grant. Wow. Andrew Jackson. Jimmy, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Jimmy. Sir Ian McKellen, the guy that plays Gandalf, dead or alive? I believe that he's dead. Alive. Are you just saying alive just to go against Jimmy? So one of you's right? Yeah. Luke's right. He's alive. I think you're thinking Dumbledore. He's dead. I guess I am thinking that. Well, I'm glad Gandalf's still alive. Yeah. As Gandalf the White. I got one. Gandalf the White. When was the Declaration of Independence signed? Uh, the Declaration of Independence testing. was signed in 
1776, but but it wasn't July Fourth. Smiling at you. So well, you're no, wrong. because it was signed, and then the then the Revolutionary War was fought. It was not. It was it was fought after 1776. The Revolutionary War. This is this is just killing killing my confidence with my mind. No, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, I mean he, he was right. I was just trying to stump you guys. Oh, it was 1776. But I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, July. But, but everyone thinks it was signed on July 4th, but it oh. wasn't completely. Yeah, everyone thinks that's when America became in a, a free country. That's, that's what not I true. believed. That's what I believed. But but remember, who's, in, on, the, who's on the two dollar bill? Oh, th- um, Ben Franklin. No, no, no. God. Uh, <laughs> Harriet Tubman. No, no, really. Thomas Jefferson. Soka. Who's on the fifty cent coin? Uh, William Taft. No. Um, it's a lady. No. <laughs> it's uh, it's Sir Ian McKellen. Gandalf. No. George Washington again. No. JFK. No. Ah. What coin is Sacagawea on? None of them. Trick question, not a coin. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to make a coin. Make up a coin. <laughs> Who's on the Chuck E. Cheese coin? Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. How do you know that one? All right, well, yeah. I just wanted to test your guys' brains a little bit, and I'm glad you tested mine back. Now we know what it feels like to get a little bit embarrassed on this show. Um, but, yeah, that's our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed our little introduction to baseball and uh hope you enjoyed our march madness and our interview with fletcher and um as always please follow us on twitter at a cup of j and j um we have a facebook page so give that a like and if you enjoyed this podcast give us a like subscribe a review on wherever you're listening to this uh those are much appreciated and very helpful for us but yeah thanks for listening and i hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week (laughs) Thank you.